Oh boy, oh boy. What's good, everybody? Welcome to the Omnius Podcast. This is episode 64. This is going to be a continuation of basically what I was talking about in the past episode. But we're going to add on a little bit more to this episode. But while we do that, I will be eating my cereal and discussing with you things that I have to say concerning the basis of this conversation. Let's get to it. We are going to be eating some Frosted Flakes. delicious <clears throat> make sure you like the video if you're on YouTube and make sure that you like this and turn your notifications if you watch this on Spotify about what they 
Kasey, the trigger, a Muslim person. And something that went in my mind, I was like, the first question I asked him was, why do you want to trigger a Muslim person? And they was like, why well, didn't expect you to ask such a question? My page is dedicated to critical thinking and questioning things. And you don't think I wouldn't ask such a logical question? I think people sometimes get misconstrued on what it means to make a joke <laughs> and not take certain stuff literal. Sometimes I do troll on my page. to do that 
anybody does because it's mythology it's not real central meaning behind the scripture is pointing back at yourself for an example when Moses asked who the identity of God was God responded and said I am that I am if you break down the word I am that I am you will get Y-H-W-H or Y-H-V-H whatever what you will realize is that if you put these words together, you have the anatomy of the human body. It's the same thing with the word Allah. Arm, leg, leg, arm, head. You're a God. That's what it's telling you. And you the stupid Negro, thinking that you have to look for God outside of yourself. That you have to praise somebody outside of yourself. That you're looking for a savior or a messiah to save you. You're the messiah. You're the savior. Thou art the Christ. But some of us refuse to understand that and will never get that. It's a sad case. Conversation 
I was having a conversation with one of my friends not too long ago and she wanted to have Bible study with me and when we had this Bible study I was displaying just what I thought was the basic fundamentals of biblical information but she was astounded she was amazed at the information that I knew She asked me, how do you know so much about the Bible, and yet you don't believe? I said, because I studied the Bible all my life, growing up in the church. I believed all my life growing up. It wasn't until I matured and got older that I began to realize these stories that were given to me weren't meant to be taken literally. And it's not, it's not a, a matter of believing in whether or not these things happened. It's about believing whether or not they apply to you. Jesus never emphasized on you accepting him as Lord and Savior in order for you to have the kingdom at hand or to be saved you might hear in, in the epistle you might hear the, the the apostles and all this type of stuff say all this type of stuff there's a coding in between these these things and what I'm about to say might trigger you you might look at me different you might say I'm being hypocritical whatever the case is <clears throat> I am saved by Jesus Christ. Yes. I am saved. By Jesus Christ. You want to know why? Because Christ. Is here. The son of man is within. Christ. Never told anybody. Or any of his disciples. To worship him. But he did tell people to believe upon me. And you shall see everlasting life. But Jesus wasn't speaking on his own accord. He also mentioned this as well. He was talking about the father. Who is the father? It is the supreme, infinite, unnameable source, the one, the unknown, the mystery, whatever you want to call it, a higher power. That's what it's pointing to. And I, and I talk about this in. His disciples that I am the way, the truth and the life. That no man goes to the Father except through me. He was not talking about him. Within. That is the way. The truth. 
see the Father. Where is the Father? Seated at the throne. Where is the throne? You're going to learn today. You're going to learn today. <clears throat> the holies of holies. Solomon's temple. This is a depiction of the anatomy of the human body. The Ark of the Covenant resides in the temple. That is where you shall see God. You ever seen the Holy Grail? The Holy Grail is the depiction of the Temple of Solomon, the Temple of the Skull of Man. Jesus was crucified at the place of skulls. He was crucified at the place of scrolls, at the place of skulls. That's where we. That's where he was crucified. It don't get any simpler than that. So yes, I am saved. I am a Christian. I have attained Christ's consciousness. Because I've understood that Christ externally outside of myself. I don't have to confess of my sins to something externally outside of myself. I just have to know thyself. Love myself and project my light to the world. To let your light so shine that men may see your good works and worship the Father that is in heaven. In heaven. That's what this is about. Attaining Christ's consciousness. Knowing thyself. Identifying yourself with the great I am and then taking authority in the great I am. But many of us, we think so negatively and inferior of ourselves. We don't understand the abundance that we have in this world. I would tell my parents sometimes that it's very disheartening to hear as much as they claim that they're children of God and Christians and pleaded by the blood. They talk so limited. Jesus tells you to have no worries for what you shall eat, what you shall wear, where you shall go, how much money you shall have. Because you are in good hands. But Christians, at least on, on black people's end, generally are the most worrisome people. If there's even a word I can use. Think of themselves so inferior, worrying about what, everything that's going their way instead of just going with the flow. Instead of understanding who they are in this world, that they're going to be all right in the long run. And if that's what you associate with being God, that's you. But meaning, the meaning of being God means that you are the generator, operator. And destroyer of your life. You are the one who is in control. Of what goes on in your world. And how you respond to it. At the end of the day. 
you are responsible for your success, your accomplishments, your blessings, and your curses. And you have the ability and the responsibility to respond and to react and to be proactive to whatever happens into your life. That's what it means to be God. Not the flying, not the turning the water into wine, not the raising the dead. Even though there are certain practices out there where you can do those type of things. A lot of them have been lost. But there are practices out there. There are certain, you know, things that you can tap into, certain magical rituals and stuff like that. But a lot of young Negroes are scared to do that anyway. <laughs> so we'll just, we'll, we'll savor that conversation for another day. <clears throat> What I will say, though, is I know there's going to be some Christians that are going to listen to this and going to think that there's no possible way that I can have this perspective on Christianity. Of course I can. I can call myself and claim myself to be a Christian, and I can claim that I have this Christ consciousness and that I am a co-heir with Christ and an heir of God and a child of God. And the God that Christ is talking about is not the Demiurge in the Old Testament. We're talking about the Supreme Being. So yes, I have given my life to Christ a very long time ago. But the Christ that I'm talking about is not somebody that may have walked this earth. I'm talking about the Son of Man within. And you might think that I might be speaking some heresy, hypocrisy, blasphemy. But what I speak of is the true gospel of Christ. When Jesus told the Pharisees that the kingdom of God will be with observation and that it will be within you, what exactly do you think that kingdom is? Who resides within a kingdom? The king. Who is the king? Who is the Lord of lords? Right? The Lord of hosts. The source within yourself. So you have to understand who you are to be who you are and to get whatever you want in this world. That's why I told you to seek first the kingdom and everything will be applied to you. Because you will have access to the source. The abundance. We limit ourselves so much and we, we separate ourselves so much from the source I remember making a post one time about how we are gods in the flesh and some of us think so lowly of ourselves you will see in the comment section that we there's no way we can be God <laughs> there's no possible way that we can be God on this earth and then we get a little immature about it I can't turn water into wine I can't make a sunny day rainy. I can't change the different forces of this world. I can't fly. I'm not bulletproof. The ultimate one. The infinite one. The unnameable. Right? The one. 
again, you can do your own personal research on the one and Gnosticism and all that type of stuff, right? But I can have the ability to have my own perspective on Christianity because there are thousands of denominations, which means there are different thousands and hundreds of thousands of interpretations for how they perceive Christ. Most of us black people were raised up uh, uh, Baptists. Some of us were raised up. Some of us were raised up Pentecostal. Some of us were raised up uh, evangelical. Whatever the case is, we all have different perspectives on what we value in this religion of Christianity. Some people say it doesn't matter because as, at the end of the day, we all accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. But according to certain religions, there's a certain way to go about worshiping the Christ. And there is a denomination that is Gnostic and esoteric. And that is something that cannot be shunned or drawn away. And if we really look at the deeper aspects of practicing your own religion, just about every Christian practices their own religion. Everybody has their own personal motto and whatever they per, um, personally get out of Christianity. Some people, they use Christianity for manipulation. Other people, they use Christianity because it makes them feel better about themselves. Some people use Christianity because it got them out of being a drug addict and an alcoholic. Some people use Christianity because it gets them through the trials and the obstacles and tribulations in their life. Some people use Christianity because that's just how they was raised up in the household and it's been passed on from generation to generation. Everybody has a different purpose and everybody perceives Christianity in a different way. Who's to say not who's to say everybody isn't worshiping their own Jesus? Does everybody perceive Jesus in the same way? You have your white Jesus, your Hispanic Jesus, your Asian Jesus, your black Jesus. There's there's a lot of Jesus in this world. <laughs> as as I heard in, in the American gods. There's there's a lot of Jesuses in this world. A lot of archetypes of Jesus. The principles might be the same. Different faces. Different energies. So, if everybody has a different Jesus, that means everybody worships in a different way as well. Who's right and who's wrong? This, this is not something you can just shun away. You can't just say, oh, there's not an image for Christ. You're right, because Christ is not an actual figure. Christ is within you. And everybody who has an image of Christ just has an image of that Christ energy within themselves. Because when you look in the mirror, you should see God. And that's what everybody has done. But there's a trick or there's a little bamboozling here. Because what they have done to black people is we have seen God in another set of people. They have oppressed our ancestors. They have made us and duped us to believe in that we're inferior and suppressed in this world. We, when we think of Jesus, when we think of God, if we do not see ourselves as that perspective, if we, when we instantly hear the word Jesus, when we instantly hear the word God and we don't see ourselves, we are in trouble. 
you are in trouble as a black man or woman if instantly when you hear the word Jesus and God and you're a Christian and you don't see yourself, you are in trouble. Because the people who are in authority, when they hear God, when they hear Jesus, they see themselves. Any intellectual civilization of people will see themselves as their own gods and goddesses. Even in Greek mythology, you know, the Greeks considered Zeus and Hera and Heracles as their ancestors. As people who have, um, that they have uh, lineage of. That, that they have descend from. I'm being for real with you. So how is it that you think of yourself so lowly. That you don't even consider yourself divine. You. you and, and this is how they duped us. They duped us into believing that we was born sinners. Born unrighteous. That we deserve. To be tormented forever. As we enter into this world. It's ridiculous. You ever hear like some Christians say, you know, whenever, and I, I used to hear this in the church a lot, when they would talk about like a Christian <laughs> out there in, in the world, you know, in the club on Saturday, in the church on Sunday, and the pastor used to make fun of them to the core, right? We never call out any names in specific, but we always knew one person, and there's this saying that when when those type of Christians talk about how Jesus is there for them and Jesus provides for them, the instant response is, that might be your Jesus, but that ain't my Jesus. Or oh, when their principles is a little off, right? And they out here just, just manipulating or misusing or uh, twisting the word or whatever. That might be your God, that might be your Jesus, but that ain't my Jesus. So even in that aspect... Many Christians have a different perspective and they have their own, you know, uh, I don't know if the word is archetypal religion. They have their own twist to a particular ideology or perspective um, concerning Christianity. The same thing can be applied concerning Gnosticism. So we'll just leave it at that. One more thing that I want to talk about is sexuality once again, but we're going to be dealing with the aspect of how people perceive it. Somebody asked me in my DMs, and actually two men have asked me in the past week concerning the basis of semen retention. They want to know my personal perspectives on semen retention. Let me make, uh, let me make this disclaimer that I have no vendetta against people who want to practice uh, semen retention, if you personally practice semen retention and you gain a lot of benefits from that, by all means do so and more power to you. I'm not being, I'm not the one to talk down on you because you want to preserve your energy. Right? But at the same time, most people practice semen retention not because of, for the, for the betterment of their own good, it's because of a lack of understanding and because of the fear of their own power. I say that because we have been taught from a very right hand, right path perspective on the basis of our sexual and sensual energy. So you are here a lot of Hinduists or Buddhists or Christians or Hebrew Israelites or people who are influenced by those ideologies that you have to ascend 
the energy up. That it's not it's not okay to ejaculate. You must rise it up to the pineal gland and <laughs> which is fine, right? Manifesting, rising it up all the way to your, uh, you know, up your spinal cord through the chakras up to your pineal gland. That's fine and dandy. If that's what it does for you, that's what it does for you. But the ejaculation can happen in the same way as well. This perspective, this this magic, this power, I think y'all forgot, is as above, so below. As within, so without. You can manifest and gain the same type of whatever you're trying to uh, whatever you're trying to accomplish. You can manifest the same manifestations, the same abundance. Through the descending as ascending. Now, where we get into a bit of a dilemma is when you bust a little too many times. And especially if it's uh, not intentional and your intent isn't into it and your imagination isn't into it. You're going to get drained because that energy that you are putting out is for nothing. (laughs) Right? I want you to think about like if you're trying to stir something right in order to get a a certain manifestation or in order to get something done. Right. And you keep stirring and stirring and stirring until you just get tired. Right. And the end result of that, if you just got a blob of whatever you're trying to manifest or trying to create. Then you wasted your time for nothing. But if you put your intent Behind that work. You might be a little tired. But the intent and the power that you put behind whatever you was creating. Will have a longer and a better effect on your life. And that is how I see semen retention. On the dark path. And on the left hand path. You can also ejaculate. And also with your intent. Through your ejaculation can also manifest things as well. This does not mean that you go off busting three to four or five nuts because I'm just going to be honest. Most Negroes ain't ain't thinking about having a big house and and getting 10 figures when they get there. (laughs) I'm just being honest. That's why some of them go more so on the semen retention route. Right. Most of them ain't focusing and meditating about what what type of house they're going to get and what type of job they're going to get when they get there. You know, what I was getting back to is that a lot of us. Black people, you ain't got to take my word for it. If you go on YouTube right now and you put up like on a black women, Christian redeemed from masturbation. If you look hundreds, thousands of black women sharing this testimony because of self-pleasure, feeling guilty that they were pleasuring themselves and feeling bad about it. It's ridiculous what the church has done to women, making them feel sick for self-pleasure, for wanting to go out and get their doonies beaten up, for getting their back blown out. It's ridiculous. The, The emphasis and the pressure on the most powerful sacred energy within yourself. And they teach you that To abstain from it is sacred. 
low body counts, sacred, all this type of stuff, right? The mundane stuff. <laughs> because, and this is not to twist a word, but if two or three gathered in the name of God, and the more that their people are, the more power, the more sacred it is. If a woman goes out and messes with five, six people who are of a certain vibration, wouldn't there be more power in that? Wouldn't there be more strength in that? The same thing for a man. And see, I don't want to get into the whole argument of men and women are different. Though men and women are a lot alike, they are only different in energy. Because they're supposed to complement one another and they're supposed to be one. They reflect one another. And opposites attract. So getting back to the basis of sexuality. There's this heavy pressure and emphasis on how a person is supposed to preserve that energy for the special one. And this is when we get back to these right-handed, right right-path ideologies. On the left path, on the left-hand path, you are able to express yourself more. Liberate yourself from the ideologies and the gazes of other people. Trying to be upright and, and holier than thou. Instead of just living your life for you. Instead of becoming the master of your own life. Right? It's beyond me. <laughs> it's crazy though. Because in the church. The most promiscuous women in the church. Are oftentimes the one you would never suspect it from. The pastor's daughter. The drummer boy. The piano player. Or they all. They always getting. They always getting something. The preacher boy, the preacher's son. They always getting something. But when you go on social media and you see some of these women out here and they look in a certain type of way and you thinking they getting ran through and passed around, most of them are just to themselves, believe it or not. You'll be surprised how many women out here who show their body on social media dressed to finesse. And it's not easy for it's not hard for them to to um to finesse. Because some of these men don't know how to control their urges. Oh, they're going to pay that $10.99 just to see some poom poom. They're going to pay that $20.99, that $12.59. I don't care what it is. <laughs> but they're going to get what they want. What did they say? I'm, I'm leaving with something. That's how it is. And some of these women out here know how to finesse the game. Play the game. And some of these women out here are making more. In one year. Than what some people will ever make in a lifetime. Some women are making. A hundred thousand dollars. A month. Off of OnlyFans. Because of the. The urges that men cannot control out here. You could say it's her fault. You could say you can down her all you want. But it's the men. That are giving out. The money. It's, it's the men that are paying her life, her, her livelihood. 
It's the men that are paying because they want to see her pictures and videos and barely some of them don't even be sharing, you know, the really explicit stuff. It just be them in a bikini or them just doing a little something a little risky. It's the men. Anyways, until we as a people, until we stop being afraid of this energy that we have and begin to accept it, there's always going to be the Madonna complex. If you don't know what the Madonna complex is, it's when men consider women to be more righteous, the less promiscuous and the less wild that they are. And that the more wild and promiscuous that they are, <laughs> the more sexually expressive that they are, the more um, less valuable these certain type of men with this complex will deem them as. And this is a complex that they have received from the church. Because while they can go out and have as many women as they want and run through as many women as they want, the women have to be sacred unto themselves. They can't experience life. <laughs> they can't go through the journey of their own sexuality. It's forbidden for them. That's why you have this whole perception of the Jezebel spirit. Demonizing Jezebel when Jezebel was a beautiful queen that intimidated the Israelite men. <sighs> Anyways, I've talked long enough. Hopefully you enjoyed the beginning of my ASMR Tell me if you want me to do a little bit more. I might get a little couple of chicken wings or something. I don't know. <laughs> but like the video. Share your comments. Concerning the whole basis of our conversation in the comment section below. Make sure that you check out the poll and answer the poll if you are on Spotify. Let me know how you feel about this. You know, hit me up with my DMs, all that type of stuff at the Omnius Room on all social media platforms. Till next time. The waves brought me a song in the night That spoke in the softening light Words of a lonely one A noon caught in the darkening sea Whispering mysteries Where can that poet be? Away island, he lets his poems drift on the sea, immersed in the warmth of the current, they touch the deep part of me.